0: Love.
1: three T-Row in the morning show Friday morning April twenty eighth live at Eldale Mitchell Park getting set for OUKU baseball today and we welcome in now the head coach of the Arlington Renegades Bob Stoops
2: good morning coach I love it you got the uh, Renegade song going I mean you guys don't miss anything
1: TJ's the best coach he's the absolute <laughs> best how are you today coach you got the
2: playoffs tomorrow you fired up I'm doing great. Yeah, heck yeah, I'm fired up. I can't wait. I mean, got a chance for a championship. Why not? You know, you got to go after it. Who cares what how it happens and what goes on with it all. We're 4-6, and six, but we got a chance for a South Division championship and a chance to play for the uh, whole thing.
1: You got Houston uh, tomorrow. Uh, they got you a couple of times in the regular season, including last week. Help you or hurt you? That you just played them.
2: Oh, I don't. I don't think it can hurt us. I don't. I don't think we can play any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can't uh, than than we did the last time. So uh, we'll see. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I think it helps. Um, you know, we we can do a lot of things better, and that's what we got to do
1: what do you need to do better offensively I know scoring has been a little bit of a struggle at times this year tomorrow what do you got to be better at there
2: yeah as much as anything uh, uh run r- short yardage third downs that's where that's been our achilles heel we've uh we've really been poor picking up third downs fourth downs and especially short yardage uh, so you know what at the end of the day if you can't pick up can't pick up third and one third and less than one fourth and one or score even you know we had to kick a field goal at the end of the half we had three straight downs from the one yard line we don't get in you know then you don't deserve the win and and i'll I'm, I'm i'll go for it you know <laughs> i don't care how how much it is third and one fourth and one and if we can't get it then hey so be it you just uh, you don't deserve the win if you can't pick up one yard
1: Boy, Luis Perez, your quarterback's made a big difference, though,
2: for you, hadn't he? He's a really good player. Uh, Incredibly smart guy. He's played a lot of football. Luis Perez, yeah, our uh, quarterback we've picked up here in the last three weeks. Really a great guy. Got a great arm, smart. You know, people don't realize he's – I think when he's done, he may try and be a pro bowler. He's had 12 perfect scores. Wow and uh he's and then the beauty of it he he taught himself at a young age uh to be a quarterback through youtube he (laughs) and he's really good i mean the guy's smart uh he gets it i mean i I love him i mean he's, he's a really good quarterback so uh it's pretty neat. I guess YouTube can teach you about anything. I guess. Yeah,
1: I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You got a wideout that's spectacular too. I mean, Lawan Winningham has made some incredible plays for you this year.
2: Yeah, um, lewan has been really good, and uh, you know, has made a lot of big plays. Um, um, anyway, yeah. So he, he he's a you know he's a good player, but we yeah we play Houston Saturday uh, down in Houston uh, at six o'clock uh our time here and uh yeah hopefully Law- Law- lawan will be making some plays
1: of the uh of the rules you know the different rules that the xfl has which one uh has grown on you which one do you like the most maybe it's more than one
2: you know there's there's several i i love the extra points it totally changes the game uh you go for one from the uh two yard line go for two from the five yard line go for three from the ten yard line changes everything and then uh you know that that's been uh really cool uh i i love it um you know it's just you're always thinking you know what 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 your opportunities are and uh i don't know i i like the uh i like the uh, uh Kickoffs as well. Uh, there's less injury. You know, we're already down there, within five yards of each other, and, and every every time you kick it off, there's it's a play rather than going out of the end zone or, or uh, you know waving fair catch or whatever. I mean, it's a play every time. You know, so anyway, I don't know. I I, I think the kickoffs, kickoff returns are better. Uh, there's there's more action. Um, I, I, anyway, it, it's, it's all, I like the fact you can challenge about anything. Uh, <laughs> and then you do, I, I, I want to challenge <laughs> last <laughs> week that the tight end or somebody was held and, uh, you know, or, oh, it was our corner was held and, um, they brought back a touchdown. So I don't know. It's, um, they, they do a good job and they make it all quick. All my, the decisions are quickly.
1: My, uh, favorite moment of you being mic'd up this year that I've caught is I think you were in DC and they didn't give you a first down and the marker on the sideline was not where the ball was (laughs) and you're lighting the guy up. You're like, what's the point of this marker here? If you're not going by the marker and you were making a, a very valid point. I love listening to you and all the coaches, you know, while they're coaching, it's so cool to get to hear exactly what's being said and everything. I'm sure that's a big adjustment for you though to know everything you're saying is being heard by a national television audience
2: well, it's sometimes you do forget and uh and uh anyway, but you're right it, it is funny the conversations that are being had all the time through the years, even at o u you know the conversations i've had on the sideline with officials are are pretty funny actually and we're not always mad you know i'm just like seriously i'm like that's like you said the other day i'm looking at this yard this you know everyone and everyone always brings out the chains and measures stuff right yeah and "And that isn't even right all these years i thought that was right i'm like that's not right (laughs) i mean that thing's a half a yard from where that ball is (laughs) my point i'm like that isn't the same as What you're talking about, and um, I was just like, matter of factly, like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I go. That was great. Yeah, I'm like, that isn't. I go according to that thing. We got the first down, so you're telling me that's not right. That (laughs) was great. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was funny.
1: Do you have a uh, headset exchange? Do you have a funny headset exchange story? in your career and this is you know obviously not mic'd up but when you were at OU or otherwise where you've been talking to your coordinators or coaches and uh maybe it even involves Mike leach I don't know anything that jumps to mind about a funny headset exchange through the years
2: no I mean as, as, as much as anything and it's in my book and I've told it I'm not sitting here trying to promote my book but I just the the thing like uh we're ahead forty-two to seven at uh, Texas down in the Cotton Bowl, and I'm on the head headset, and I tell my coaches, I go, you know what, boys, and I I know they're all listening, offense and defense. I go, you know what, fellas, I go, boys, we're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty neat to be able to say that, you know. I go, we're we're pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, you were right. And, uh, yeah, we were right. We we finished it off, too, that year. Yeah,
1: I know you only got to see about a half, I think, before you left, but w- any impressions from the spring game last Saturday, Coach?
2: Yeah, I loved it. A uh, couple of things. I, I do, I don't care. I, I've i watched enough football. I thought we were much better defensively uh, overall, and uh, that matters, and um, love Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he, he's you know he was excellent, but I, I loved. I thought the young quarterback was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Jackson Arnold that just came in, and I'm not putting undue pressure or extra pressure or acting like he's better than Dylan Gabriel. But I was I was excited about the way he played as well as the defense.
1: How do you handle? How would you handle or did handle a situation like that, where you got the? Hot shot five star, and you know the fan base is fired up to see him. But obviously, you've got the returning veteran behind the scenes. I would imagine that's some interesting uh, relationship there to try to maneuver through. What was your approach?
2: Uh, no approach. Uh, the The veteran, experienced guy, is still the leader. is still you know uh, still the guy. Uh, The young guy, you know, will have his opportunity when it comes. And they'll handle that, you know, just fine. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't have to be a big deal. That's what the media and the fans are supposed to do. Let them talk about it and whatever about it. And you do what you need to do to win games. And, uh, you know, to me, it doesn't need to be a problem.
1: Last thing, Coach, we'll let you go. I thought it was special that you came back last week to be a part of uh, of uh, Kyler being honored and the statue being revealed and
2: everything.
1: Looked like you had a good time. That was a special weekend.
2: I loved seeing so many players were back. It was wonderful to see them all back. And it was a great, great event. I thought the university, you, everybody, did a great job with it all. And... Uh, you know, and I, I wouldn't have missed it. I mean, Kyler, you know, committed to us and came back to to OU when I was there and uh, the fact that you know, that Lincoln wasn't there I thought I need to be there. I, I you know, the the guy, you know, committed to OU and came back to play for us and all that happened in those years that I, I, I needed to, no no matter what. And uh I actually need to be at a function up in Oklahoma City Friday or tonight for um, Sam Bradford is being inducted into the, uh, I want to say, the um, uh, Chickasaw Nation, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, they're, they're having a deal. He and Johnny Bench are being inducted into the Wow in the Hall of Fame for them. And I, I, I got <laughs> I've got a playoff game tomorrow, but I got to be there tonight so yeah um, you know these guys are they're too important not to be there to to present them to, to you know just to speak about them whatever they're 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 special guys and uh, you know you you just have to do it and uh, and i'm I'm glad to do it and uh, it's fun to be there last week Tyler was a special player uh, his family his parents were there and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, it was fun seeing so many so many other players back as well. So, it was, uh, everybody did a great job for that uh, last weekend.
1: Always great having you around, Coach. And uh, go get Houston tomorrow. Go beat Wade Phillips, and uh, then you can play for the trophy after that.
2: That'd be good. That'd, that'd be good, Toby. Maybe we can get it done. We'll, we're going to try and catch lightning in a bottle, as I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Bye now. Boomer
1: sooner. Bob Stoops, it'll be the Arlington Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks tomorrow night in the XFL playoffs. All right, we'll take a break. Skip Johnson joining us live here at Eldale Mitchell Park. Game one between OU and Kansas coming up here not too far from now. We'll talk to the coach next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply
2: the best.
1: Welcome back to L. Dale Mitchell Park. OUKU coming up today. If you have not heard yet, game one moved up to 1230 today. We'll have a 12 o'clock pregame for you right here on The Ref. And I'm joined now by the head coach of the Sooners in the booth with me, Skip Johnson. Howdy, coach. Good morning, Toby. This is a beautiful booth. We need to get you some more gear up in this booth. Maybe you can do
0: this every day from here. I don't hate that idea.
1: I don't. <laughs> it's I don't, beautiful. It's fun being up here. Uh, you guys have decked it out with pictures now this year from the College World Series run last season. and uh, I keep trying to get TJ to come in the booth with me during a game. He refuses. Yeah, it's, he needs to come up here. It's just like sitting in a deer stand.
3: <laughs> I have to stand up there and keep the yard birds in order, so – You're not doing a very good job of that. I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible at my job. Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, coach, like when you are considering challenging, you need to give me a little green flag and a red flag. (laughs) I got a little I got a little perch. I can see it pretty good. I got a replay monitor here and everything. How about, like, one of those deals? That, you remember those things at
0: Poncho's? I'm really – because, you know, raised with a body like mine, I was like an all-you-can-eat yeah. deal, Yeah. and you just raise the flag when you need a challenge and lower it. <laughs> okay. Look, I'll have the flag
1: raised if you need a challenge. I mean,
0: so papillas, I'd just be raising it all <laughs> the whole time.
1: That's right. Uh, Wow. What clicked for you last weekend? Just a fantastic weekend in Austin.
0: Uh, Maybe – You know, I don't know. I mean, it was one of those deals where we just kept, you know, grinding it out and keep grinding it out. I I don't know if it was one specific thing or not. Um, Just getting back to the fundamentals, we talk about it all the time, and uh, you're dealing with amateurs. I mean, you just never know when they're going to show up and how they're going to feel and how they're going to play. You're kind of held hostage to it, so to speak, you know. And uh, um, I think our team is still learning. I mean, that's one thing that we've – made a decision on like we're going to keep trying to keep learning even though we might be getting beat uh you know not to stop and feel sorry for ourselves or or be mad at the kid we got to teach him the moment like if it's a um not going home to first like it's throwing a breaking ball overthrowing a uh, two-strike breaking ball instead of executing a pitch in a certain location stuff like that i mean it's one of those deals and we started out with a lead and when you start out with a lead kids feel a little bit better they're there, you know, we went back to our core values uh, every day that we talk about compete clause and what chaos means to us. And uh, um, whether that helped or didn't help, I don't ever know. But, I mean, I know the kids came out. They had energy every day. They never give in. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to be there. I mean, I've had fun most of the season. I think the only thing that pro- I probably hadn't, fun, hadn't had fun with is probably the weather. I mean, the weather has yeah. been so
1: awful. I think you're getting a good weather weekend. That's good news. Other than maybe today, you got to not go to 15 innings today. I think you'll be okay. But Saturday and Sunday look brilliant. Not to go over every game, but Friday, early in that game, Braxton Dowthit got out of a situation where he only gave up one run, and it looked like Texas was about to put a big number on you. And from that moment on, it felt like that gave you a ton of momentum. Yeah, it did. I mean,
0: I think Ryan said it, uh, or or Keith, or Zeke said it on Longhorn Network. Uh, they he threw twenty seven pitches with men in scoring position. That's, I mean, I didn't even think about it. I was just wow. trying to I was just trying to call pitches for him to execute. And uh, um, I think Diego, his spirit back there was good. I mean he I mean he was like the energy buddy energy bunny on Saturday. He just kept. The energy flowing, um, those things like that are really big. Do you wish you could have played
1: Tuesday because you're hot, or is it nice to get a
0: rest? I don't know. I mean, it was a bad day. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed, wasn't an option. Yeah, I mean, it was an option. It seems like it was. It seems like we'd play. You know, we went to Houston. It was like 80 degrees. It was beautiful. And we come back and it's 30 degrees. I mean, it's like. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's been like that all year. And I don't know if, I don't, I don't, I mean, I really don't know if, uh, uh, um, I mean, it was that bad. I, I don't, I just really don't know how we would have responded. It, but it, you should be able to respond, hey, they're going to play hard. I knew, I think our attitude's good and I think we'll play hard. Now, if the ball falls away it may and we touch home plate more than the other team, then that's great. Any update on Easton Carmichael? Same, I think he might be. I mean, I have, I've been gone, Toby. I've been recruiting, so I've been gone for four straight days. Really? Yeah. Just trying to find players. And uh, how'd you do? I feel like I aged five years when I was gone. You know, <laughs> Ru- driving why? up and down the highway, going through little towns, stopping by, going to the coffee shops, seeing these old, old, uh, all the you know eating a pancake and two fried eggs. That's the life, man. No, I mean I ain't my life. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I've been recruiting. So I, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't had a, uh I haven't talked to Luke, but I think he's either might be out this week or this weekend, and might be ready
1: uh, coming up this next week. So uh, it's uh, uh, we'll see. Boy, but you mentioned Diego in Easton's absence. He has really stepped up big time for
0: you. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about it. I mean, you hear the cliche, "Hey, next man up." But do you really believe that? And he has been the next man up. He's uh, uh, I'm really proud of him. Uh, I mean, he's a special kid. Uh, I mean, he I mean, he graduated from the University of Oklahoma. I mean, that's you're, you come into school here to play baseball but to graduate. I mean, that's pretty awesome.
1: Uh, all your starters were good last weekend, but I think the stars were Carter Campbell and Will Karsten out of your bullpen. Just fantastic. Carter Campbell gets Big 12 Pitcher of the Week honors for that. Uh any any insight into what happened for him to allow him to look so good last weekend no I, I couldn't tell you we didn't have pixie dust that
0: we threw on top of him and all of a sudden they became something different yeah. maybe it was just a moment maybe it was uh maybe those guys getting comfortable uh i know carter would he he had been pretty good all year and uh he was really special last weekend i mean uh, uh he stepped up for us and uh just to tax a strike zone and that's the best Wills thrown. That's the yeah. that's the Will Carson that we had signed coming in here. He you know, dominated. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, he was he's that good. And sometimes it takes guys to get you know, it takes them a little bit longer to get comfortable. You know, I mean in the fall, we don't get to play games in the fall, so you don't get to see the environment. You don't get to you don't get to practice those things and so all of a sudden Maybe just get hit him time to get comfortable in that role, and then boom, we get to see him. I thought our pit, I thought our starting pitching, Braxton had a B and a C game, but really, I mean, you think about this. I I said this to those guys last week. I said you have, and you can ask every big leaguer, starting big league pitcher, if they have 20 starts. Let's say they have 10 starts. Um, they only have their A game three out of ten starts. Mm-hmm. What I mean by their A game, they're locating their fastball, they're breaking ball, they're throwing for strikes, they're, uh, they're change up, they're throwing for strikes. Everything's happening the right way for them. Major league pitcher. Major league yeah. pitcher, right? And so that's three out of ten. The other seven starts, they have their B or C game, which they might have one or two pitches. And they've got to fight through five to seven innings with those one or two pitches. Yeah. And – it's those guys. It's why it's called pitching. It's not called throwing, and so yeah. and so those guys learn how to fight through that. And I think our guys fought through that. All three guys fought through that last weekend. I don't think they were. I don't. I don't think they were. They were sharp by no means. And uh, um, I mean, they they can't be perfect every time, right? I mean, there's no way.
1: That's and kind of the story of Dalph season. Like he's walked more guys than he struck out. Yeah, but he just keeps fighting.
0: Yeah, that's what who he. But that's who he is too. Yeah, I mean, it's like a scout told me the other day, man. I I really like that Dalph I mean, he's good. He's good, and he's gonna and he and he he's gonna keep you off balance. He's gonna punch you out when when you when you don't think he's gonna punch you out, and you're sitting over the dugout. And you're scratch your head and you go 0 for four. Like man, how'd I go 0 for four?
1: <laughs> you know what is your. uh Scouting report or your thought on Kansas? I think they're
0: a lot better than they have been. Um, he's got a lot of guys from the transfer portal. Um, very, very strong, very physical. Uh, Friday night starter, good as anybody in our league. Mm. Might be the mean. when you look at it, it might be one of the best in our league. Baumgartner. Baumgartner, yeah. And uh, I don't think he's any kin to Madison. But, uh, 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 I mean, I – I watched him on film a little bit. I mean, he's got good stuff, 93, 94, 95, big, physical, uh, grad transfer. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a great opportunity for our kids.
1: Uh, Finally, I don't know what the crowd will be like today. It's a Friday afternoon. A lot of people are at work. But Saturday and Sunday are going to be crazy around here. We were talking before you came on the air. How about the crowds this year at Eldale Mitchell Park?
0: Yeah, it's been a lot better. Major that's, step up. Yeah, just like I told you, I mean, I really believe that. Yeah, major step up. A uh, lot better than our team has, has uh, played, I can tell you that. <laughs> the I mean, crowds they been better we, than the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's been probably – I've been so excited about our crowd because that's – when I came here, I wanted to – my vision when I came here is to back it. Yeah, you know, to play, to put a enough good enough product out there year in and year out to pack the stadium and and build baseball to where it's uh, uh and, and to leave that legacy that baseball is. I mean, it's the greatest. It's the greatest game. It's a pat. It's a national pastime. And we, you know, it's it's uh there's there's cruelty in it. There's love in it. There's hatred in it. There's yeah. there's trust in it. It's all. All in one little bottle if you just come watch it and the excitement that our crowd has put into it has been really exciting.
1: Baseball is beautifully maddening. And it's I think you're gonna have packed houses Saturday and Sunday too. It's another thing you've done great is is wrapping the alumni back in. We've had so many OU greats through the years and a lot of those are gonna be back this weekend as well, so that's gonna be fun. Coach, good luck. Go get them.
0: We're excited about the alumni this weekend coming in because we talk about that. When, you know, leaving your mark on a program, you know, it's like your dad gave you your name. What are you going to do with your name? And so uh, it's like this is their program. And, we're you know, I'm here and and I'm renting my time here. I mean, University of Oklahoma will be here a long time after I'm here and gone. So uh, uh, it's important for all those guys to give back and be here and our kids to see those
1: guys. Way to go. Thank you. Good luck. Uh Skip Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. OUKU coming up 1230 today. First pitch. We've got pregame coverage for you at noon here on The Ref. And we'll hear from the voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, coming up next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners, Jayhawks, twelve thirty game one today. And we are joined now by the voice of the Jayhawks, my good friend, now two-time author, Brian Haney.
3: Good morning, Brian. Hey, what's up, buddy? Two-time author, still haven't made a lick of money on these books, but they've been fun.
1: <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I could have warned you that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, what the second book was about the uh, national championship, right?
3: Yes. Yes. Yes, it was uh, our own official commemorative collector's edition book from Kansas Athletics about that team. But, uh, yeah, it's been a fun endeavor. I I just don't have as great of a book as Unhits the Wagon, man. But uh, i tell you what, it needs to have the same illustrator. You just had a better uh, author on yours than on mine, apparently. No, uh, (laughs) no.
1: Yours is great. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. I need to get the new one. I haven't got the new one yet. I'm – um you know it's a hard thing to pick if you're an OU fan picking up a book about Kansas winning the national championships not an easy thing to do but I need to I do it. it I need to just bear yeah. down and read the thing
3: <laughs> I'm already on the road or I would have brought you one my man I'm passing through Wichita right now but we get one more year of making these trips together so we'll make it happen
1: yeah we didn't do you any favors moving this game up today you going to be okay
3: I think so. I was at the draft last night and uh, got back to Lawrence around 1 a.m. with a sea of 120,000 people in Kansas City there wow. outside of Union Station. It was quite a scene, and uh, you had to park, you know, 30 to 45 minutes away and all that. So it was a late night getting back, but uh, yeah, you know, nothing like a uh, 6 a.m. drive down I-35 to, to Eldale Mitchell Park and a chance to see my buddy Toby Rowland.
1: Were you there in a working capacity or just as a fan last night?
3: Totally having fun as a fan. Okay. Totally having fun. Yeah, you know, we we have a couple of Jayhawks that might get picked, but they're you know third, fourth round, or maybe even seventh round in one case type guys. So it was just there to uh, you know take in the, the sights and sounds and the whole scene of hosting a draft. I've always wanted to attend a draft, but growing up it was always in New York City, and that was you know never really that realistic of an option. But now that these different NFL cities are getting a chance to host, it's a blast, and uh, for fans that. You know, might want to check out the next one as, as they continue to make their way around the country. The, the fan experience stuff they have is is sun up to sun down. You know, punt pass and kick type stuff, but they also have NFL legends signing autographs and, and all kinds of photo ops, and free merchandise, prizes, and giveaways. So it's it's a neat all day, all weekend spectacle. And then your favorite band, Fallout Boy, performed at midnight <laughs> last night. you get free concerts as well. So. All kinds of good stuff going on around the NFL draft weekend.
1: Anybody that knows me knows I'm a, a loyal tooth guy. Right, TJ? I'm tooth <laughs> through and through. Um, okay, Kansas. Boy, what an interesting team here. First year for Dan Fitzgerald as head coach. Uh, have had some hot and cold streaks, it looks like. You tell me, what's the season been like for Kansas baseball?
3: Well, out the gates. We definitely felt like, okay, well, it's a complete roster overhaul with everybody that transferred with Rich Price retired, and maybe this is a team that we shouldn't have too high expectations for because they're so new, they're so green. They took it on the chin with an East Coast road swing, and they were out on the road almost exclusively for the first six weeks of the season. And so they were sub-500 by about five games, got swept at TCU, and you're thinking, let's not have too high of expectations. But then they rattle off nine wins in their next 10 games, including a home sweep of Baylor and taking the series at number 19, West Virginia, at one point having won five straight big 12 conference games and heading into that Sunday game in Morgantown, believe it or not, they were tied for first with Texas eight games in, and it was the best start to a big 12 conference season for Kansas since the inception of the big 12 in, in 96, 97. So, you know, This was all of a sudden a complete 180-degree flip on expectations. Well, then schedule gets a little bit tougher. and You get swept at home by both Oklahoma State and Kansas State. I think the sweep to K-State was the one that really stings because it, it shouldn't have been as lopsided as it proved to be over the weekend. But Kansas is a team that I think will come down and compete this weekend. They've got a couple of veteran starters on Friday and Saturday in Baumgartner and Ireland that are fresh additions. Transferred in from SIU Edwardsville and Minnesota, respectively. And while they're not going to throw flames and, and be you know, top five round draft picks necessarily, they they are steady innings eating. You know, six frames a game at four runs or less. type guys that keep you in games, and it's a KU team that's gotten better and better offensively as the year has gone on. So I think they'll be competitive. And the, the way we look at it, obviously we didn't make it to Omaha. And one of the last two teams standing, like you guys. For Kansas right now, in year one under Dan Fitzgerald, if they just made it to Arlington as one of the top eight teams in the Big 12, that would be a great first year. And they thought that they were locked and loaded for that after the hot start, but back-to-back home sweeps at our expense makes this weekend of paramount importance. And So they're coming down there, smarting a bit from the Big 12 skid, but at the same time confident that, that they can make some noise and hopefully have a nice weekend against the Sorta.
1: What has been the biggest issue in this skid?
3: Well, they've been beat up for one. They, they've had several key injuries, and they're, they're getting a little bit healthier in the off field. But over the last three weeks, they've used seven different players in the off field and all kinds of different lineup combinations to try to get healthy. We've seen Kansas uncharacteristically kick the ball around a little bit. Just three weeks ago, they were the number one fielding percentage defense in the conference. It still rank high overall, but they, they've had some key letdowns in certain spots, where uh, they just didn't make plays. And then, you know, it, it kind of depends on, on the venue you're in and the, and the week that you're playing, but we had back-to-back home weekends where the wind was blowing out almost exclusively, and suddenly the home run totals and the wind-aided balls leaving the yard made these, these run totals spike dramatically. We had a 21-18 to game versus Kansas State that took four and a half hours, and they mm. threw 446 pitches. And so... That was a conditions day where you know, any pitcher would have struggled. So I, I just think they need to get back to playing clean baseball. I think the bullpen is better than it's been in a long time for Kansas with the more depth and breadth of options back there. But uh, play clean baseball, get into the 6th you know, or 7th with your starter, and then have some elite options after that as opposed to being batted around and battered on the, the hill early with, with some of the recent uh, pitching lines we've seen. Because – Offensively, they've kind of hit their stride. We had four straight games dating back to the end of the previous week, where Kansas scored at double figures. And Cole Elvis has become a breakout star that leads this team in home runs. He just had his 17-game hitting streak snapped on Wednesday night at Wichita State, but he'd homered in four straight prior to that, and just three weeks earlier, he'd had a stretch of five straight conference games with a homer. He's a transfer from Cal. Uh, When he hits home runs, predictably we say Elvis has left the building. So get used to that, or or maybe not. I don't know. Kind of kind of cheesy, but point is, great kid, great addition. He'll be one to look for. And then Michael Brooks, he hit 700 last week and didn't sniff any Big 12 accolades. He uh, he had 14 hits on the week, so he's the third baseman. Another transfer. He's been red hot. Just had the game-winning two RBI hit in the 10th inning at Wichita State on Wednesday night. So that's, that's another name to file away. And then one final one for you. You know how in 20 years of Rich Price coaching here, he always got great Hawaiians on yeah. the team. How you get Hawaiians to come to Kansas, I don't know. But it started with Wally Marciel, who's now our director of baseball operations. And we had Maui Ahuna most recently that's going to be a first-round pick in June. He's now with Tennessee. But uh, this year, Cody, say it with me, Shoji Naga. Cody okay. Shoji Naga. Shoji Naga, I got it. Goji Naga, we call him Showtime. Uh, And I'm telling you, this kid's been hitting over 400 in league play. He's been special. He plays second base and uh, doesn't look like an 18-year-old kid coming in his first go-round in the league because he's swinging it with confidence and consistency week in and week out. So he's been a fun one to follow, too. So those would be three names to tuck away for Kansas. And, you know, I know Oklahoma's stepping it up of late. Huge series sweep last week this is a confident Kansas team that they can come down and compete, but they also know what they're up against. So I think this is going to be a hotly contested three games and hopefully two baseball teams that show a lot this weekend in a positive way.
1: Shojinaga hitting three sixty seven on the year. All right, last question. We'll let you go. Uh, You mentioned Baumgartner, who will go today. We just had Skip Johnson on. He said he thinks he is one of, if not the best Pitcher in the Big 12 this year. Tell me more about Colin Baumgartner. What makes him so good?
3: Wow, that's that's a great compliment. Well, he came down here from SIU Edwardsville with the pitching coach, Brandon Scott, and uh, we knew right away that he had a chance to be the type of Friday night veteran presence just based on his experience and his excellence prior to coming to Kansas that you could slide into the Friday role and the stage wouldn't be too big and the lights wouldn't be too bright. Uh, big, tall physical presence on the mound. Throws in, in the low to mid-90s, usually around 90 to 93. Um, and, and yet, he's a guy that most nights you know, doesn't issue a ton of free passes. Of late, we've seen him touched up a little bit in that regard. But prior to the last couple of weeks, like I said, he gets into the 6-7. to seven, He's efficient. He lets the defense make plays behind him. He can be a strikeout pitcher for sure, but he's not going to be overpowering like uh, you know, the Oklahoma State kid we saw a week ago. The second in the country in strikeouts. So I don't think he's necessarily like your typical mow down Friday night guys hanging 9Ks on the board, but he, he does have the ability to punch you out while also pitching the contact and, and being a guy that can uh, certainly set the tone for the weekend with numerous quality starts this year. Sam Ireland, who you'll see on Saturday, he had a complete game shutout at Belmont uh, and has also flashed some great potential. He's transferred from Minnesota. But no doubt, Baumgartner's our best. But I think both these guys, when they're on, give Kansas a great chance no matter who they're up against. They've just run into some tough matchups these last couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully, uh, although this one will be very difficult as well, hopefully we'll see both kind of get back in a groove a bit.
1: Douthit and Baumgartner, the starters today at 1230. All right, brother, be safe getting down here, and we'll see you when you arrive. Should be fun. Thanks for your time, bud.
3: Looking forward to it. Always a pleasure, Toby. See you soon, bud.
1: See you, Brian. Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks. We'll take a break. One more segment. Chris Plank will join us for the crossover next here on the T-Row in the Morning Show.